is the Yolanda Neely Show. Welcome to the Yolanda Neely Show podcast. It is your girl Yolanda Neely along with Pastor LaDon Thomas this yes, morning. Yes. How you doing? I'm great. Uh, you know what? I'm a little better now. Just a little bit. Yeah. You know, this has been a rough week. Of course, you know, we're going to talk about Ahmaud Aubrey this morning and, you know, of course, our feelings and, you know, how can we cope because this is, this is not easy. This no. is, this, yeah. this, when I saw the video, my stomach I cried. I was appalled. Yeah. I I went through so many emotions, anger. I was mad. I was mad. I mean, I mean, I was mad to the point. But then God just said, "Calm down." I haven't said too much. I, right. I just really, really haven't said too much. And this has been going on for a while. And I'm gonna be absolutely honest. About a week ago, I heard about the video. Oh wow. My ex. I ran into my ex boss at Walmart. And he told me, he said, yo, there's a video. I haven't gotten it yet, um, but I heard it's not it's not good. And this is going to turn this community upside down once it's out there. Wow. He got, he got a copy of it Monday evening. He was blown. He made the decision when he got it to talk to a couple of people in the community. He decided to release it on wow. the website. Wow. That's how it got out there. Wow. I mean, it was given to him, and he made that choice. And the and the person who made that choice, my ex-boss, he he's on a conservative talk station. And for the years that I I've been here and I worked for the radio station, people were, how do you work with him? He's so conservative. I said, this man has a good heart. Yeah. We don't agree on the politics. Right. He has his views. I have my views. We talked about our views each and every day. But I always knew he had a good heart. I texted him. I told him, I said, knowing the climate of his audience, I said, that took guts. Yeah. He said, no, it had to be done. Because after I saw that video, it sickened me. And that's deep. God is just amazing. Not only with this virus, he's just enlightened yeah. the world. They saw something that many of us have grown up knowing. Yeah, yeah, and they, they, they've covered up for years. For years. And I'm just expressing what I know how people feel right now. And I'm not a parent. Right. You're a parent. You have an African-American son. Yeah. Other people are starting to understand like, oh my God, this is how these people have had to live for years in fear. Yeah. yeah. That if your child goes out, they may not come home. Absolutely. Like I said, I've had so many different emotions with the virus anyway, because everybody's home. So yeah. you're watching this. And <laughs> you got like, nothing to do but to watch. And it. you're like, oh my God. Exactly. Exactly. 
And I'm so proud of this community. You know what? I, I, I said the same thing that when we, when they gathered, you know, there was unity, mm-hmm. oneness mm-hmm. Um, to, to see or bring about a change. Yes. And that's what I loved about um, how we did it in decent and in order. You know what, Pastor? I'm looking at Little Brunswick. Little Brunswick. You know, when I came here eight years ago, you know, God told me in my spirit, he said, you, you, you're here for a reason. And you're going to see an evolution in this community that you have never seen before. And I was like, in Brunswick? You know, because I mean, I'm a city girl. What am I doing here? But I saw what I saw, this community coming together, black and white, exactly. and everybody. You know, that took you back to the, to the days of Martin Luther King. And the sad part, this is 2020, and we had to go back to the days of Martin Luther King. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's amazing how um, we were all in oneness. Mm-hmm. There was no, no color barrier. Right and right is wrong, and wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all came together just for justice. Yes. That's, you know, that's, that's saddening. That you had to come together for justice. Yes. Two months has went by. Two months. That's that's the heartening part. You know, I was listening to um, my ex-boss show, again, the conservative show this morning. And there's still some people that don't get it. And he had to yeah. break it down. Um, there was a, a gentleman that called in and said that. You know, about back in the way, I think it was, I just got here about, I was here about a year, about 2013, mm-hmm. about the two kids, two uh, black kids that killed the lady and the baby that was walking. Yeah. And, you know, they happened to be two African-Americans. So, you know, it's not similar because guess what? They put a, right after that happened, they butts were in jail. Yeah. You let two months go two by. Months go by. Exactly. <laughs> you can't put the two together. See, but there's still that mindset. Yeah. How you can even put those two together? Not saying what they did was wrong or right. You're not justifying that. Right. But what you're saying is that the fact that they put them in jail, they had a trial. Yeah. Found them the same day. Hmm. The same day. Yeah. <laughs> but the people that were in power knew. Turned their heads. Turned their heads and say, well, you know, they made a citizen's arrest. And even though you had the video and you saw it for yourself, you still tried to justify that. How can you justify that? By looking at that video, how, how was that a citizen's arrest? Mm. That's that's amazing to me. He was on a, a public street. Yeah. You know, he, he's got on shorts and a shirt jogging. Jogging. And neighbors said that if they didn't see him jogging, they knew something was wrong. So they had to see him. Because that was his normal routine. Absolutely. So that. And that's a nice little neighborhood because when I was first looking around, I was looking over there. Yeah. You know what's amazing though, and and again, people don't understand our mindset because uh, I remember last year when my, you know, when my mom passed away, my nephew was here. He and his mm-hmm. cousin. It was about 11 o'clock. They wanted to shake it off, so they just wanted to walk around the neighborhoods because they were going through the door. He put on his hoodie and he was, and I like, where you going? <laughs> He said, we're just going to walk. I said, no, you're not. (laughs) Not in here. I'm in a gated community. You are tall as all get out. You look like a, you know, overgrown Hispanic dude with long hair. They will shoot you. Then you got a hoodie on. And you got a hoodie on. (laughs) Not in my neighborhood. 
and that's sad that I had to tell them that. Because yeah. they kind of like looked at me like, really? And I'm like, yeah. really? You are, and I had to say, you are in deep down South Georgia. Yeah. Be careful out here. Sad. It's sad. That's one thing that I told my son before, well, even when he was in school, you know, don't get stuck here. Mm-hmm. See the world. Enjoy. Enjoy life. Um, because you can get so bogged down with what's going on here that you don't know what's outside of here. Right. And so I'm glad he made that decision to go to the military because mm -hmm. now you can explore the world and see different cultures, different people, and you don't have to be bogged down here mm -hmm. dealing with the norm, what the, what we consider the norm, everybody else is like, that happens here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> be honest, you know, people from up north, I did have my reservations when I first came here but I knew what I had to do and taking care of my mom took precedence over right. where I was it didn't matter if I could have been in a hole in a wall but then when I came here and I looked around I said this is a beautiful community oh, it is. oh my god I said I just landed in paradise <laughs> and to be honest I have met so many wonderful people here yeah black and white yeah and I'm not one of the, oh, I got some good white friends. No, I really know some great white folk yeah. who have treated me so well since I have been here. So that is, that is the truth. Don't let the, the stereotype of what this, you know, the South, you know, especially when you're from up North. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Yankee, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm a Yankee. But, you know, we got situations in New York, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, truth be told. So it's just, it's that, that's where I had to learn is the mindset of people. Exactly. And again, I'm so proud of this community, the cohesiveness coming together. Yeah. I'm praying that they, um, you know, take care of justice. Yeah. Because if they don't, that's all I'm going to say. We just pray. We just pray. And I think so far God has been listening to our prayers. Oh, yeah. I believe God has been listening. And, it, and from a pastor's perspective, what do you feel about that? About um, God listening to mm -hmm. our prayers? Mm -hmm. uh, you know. I, I truly believe that um, in this time, in this hour that we're in, that he slowed us down for a reason, mm -hmm. mainly to get our attention, mainly to focus on him. And with that focus, you know, have better communication with him. And so um, this is a great season where um, that we're not only petitioning prayers to God, but that God is listening to our petitions. And that's a good thing mm -hmm. um, because, because we, we, we're such a fast-paced people. Yeah. And I've been on this, I've been on this thing with, um, it's, I think it's all about faith, holding our faith, trusting in him, um, because I've been on this thing of faith and we all know that faith comes to, is about believing and trusting in him. Right. Even if you can't see it. Even if you can't see it. So if I asked you what is faith, what would you tell me? Is is believing what I can't see yeah. and knowing that, yeah, that is going to happen. And so most people would give me the Hebrews definition. Mm -hmm. uh, faith is the assurance That's of things hoped for, the right. evidence of things not seen. Right. What you said is absolutely true, mm -hmm. that I'm believing and trusting in something. And so that now that we know that we're believing and trusting in something, the Hebrew writer says, let me give you the description of what you're believing in. Right. It says, I don't give you the definition. Let me give you the description of it. Mm. So let me, let me make it make sense to you. So that now that you're believing in something, let me show you or let me describe what you're believing in. 
So he says that faith that you're holding on is the assurance. It's a promise mm -hmm. of what you're hoping is going to come true. Right. That even though you don't see it right now, even though you don't see it being manifested before your eyes, you have enough faith to hold on to it, knowing that you have an assurance, a promise, a covenant with God that he's making it happen, even if you don't see it. Right. And so that's what I believe we're in a place or in a season of where we're just holding on to faith. That's why I love your pastor, because he talks about faith. Yes. And we're just holding on to faith. Mm hmm. Believing that God is doing something even though we don't see it. Mm -hmm. So that's even in our spiritual walk, even in our natural walk, yeah. even in our physical walk, that we're trusting that even in this season, that he has us sitting back, uh, kind of slowing down so that we can hold faith to him. Mm -hmm. Trusting that he's doing something even though we don't see it. And that's amazing. I'm going to tell you when my faith really, really, when I really, really saw my faith go to the next level was the day I was fired. Hmm. I sat there with a smile. And I, because I looked at it, I said, wow, God, you are really up to something. Yeah, <laughs> you you called me calm. I was outraged. I know. Everybody was like, what? What are you talking about? They let you go. You did this in the community. I was like, it's okay. That that same, my same ex-boss that that who had to be the one to sit down and tell me, you know, that read this script, which he threw it to the side and he, you know, and the tears came. He's like, I'm like, it's going to be okay. I wow. found me consoling him. He's wow. like, I'm like, it's going to be okay because God is up to something. And I'm excited because he is about to not only show up, but show out. Mm. I have no idea what it is. Wow. I can't tell you what it is, but I do know, even as I sit here day after day after day after day, and a lot of my peers have lost their jobs. There's no, basically, right. any radio jobs out here. Wow. wow. There's nothing out here. Right now. I yeah. mean, the economy has tanked. Right. Right. All these companies have let go people. They're, they're on, if they're not let go, they're on furloughs. Their hmm. salaries have been cut. Hmm. They're sitting there wondering, okay, when is it going to be my turn? Ooh, I'm so glad I got it out the way. So look at your so so look at your walk. Mm -hmm. He let you go early, and even though you didn't understand, yeah, or couldn't see mm -hmm. what was going on, mm -hmm. he was preparing you for something that was coming. Yes, and so you looked at it as an opportunity mm -hmm. for God. Whatever you gonna do, mm -hmm. go ahead and do it. Yeah, and so he was preparing you for this. Yeah. So that when this time come, you'll have this. Yes. And you wouldn't be caught up in, in, the, in the midst of what's going on, trying to figure out, okay, what do I do? Right. How do I, how do I maneuver from here? Mm -hmm. When he gave you. He gave me time. Time. <laughs> and time is so precious. You guys don't even understand. Wow. He gave me that time. My girlfriend said that to me. She said, uh, one of my really good friends, we've been friends for like over almost 35 years. And she said, Yolanda, look what God did. Wow. Look what God did for you. He gave you time to sit back and think about, okay, God, what's next? What wow. am I going to do? What do I begin to prepare for myself? Mm. And I'm like, wow. Because if I know me, if it would have happened, I got let go in the midst of all what's happening right, right now, I'd be a nervous wreck. Right. Because it really was, yeah, where do I go? What do I do? Hey, there's no jobs. Do I pack up and leave? You know, what's, what's the next situation? <laughs> no, he just said, stand still. Stand still and just wait. 
you know and when i talk to my friends around the you okay i'm like i'm good you sure oh yeah i'm good you know i have lacked nothing in the process wow it's not like i can't go to my refrigerator and find something to eat right my bills are paid hmm. people ask how is that happening so you're a great example of faith when people will look hmm. at you and say she could have lost her mind yes she could have gave up mm-hmm. she could have quit and threw in the towel mm-hmm. what is sustaining her what is the oil that is keeping her that every time she's turned around her oil is still full that's my faith <laughs> my faith in god and i'm not gonna lie too i got a good church home <laughs> Amen. i got a good church home i do i mean god led me there Amen. you know led me to that teaching yeah. i have never been taught faith like that before you gotta have a strong foundation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that when all when when all else fails you're still standing on good foundation yeah and you know it's so funny because when i first got here and i hadn't had a real church home in 11 years since i left nashville the victory church i hadn't had a i hadn't had a church home and i visited so many churches i'm like oh my god but then one day i just stopped and i said you know what god i'm not gonna go try to find it Hmm. i'm gonna pray that you lead me wow where i'm supposed to be that's good i went to greater works because my godson they were dedicating my godson oh wow when i stood up there something happened and i don't know and i locked eyes on, on Pastor Mark Baker. <laughs> and it was just like, wow. It was something. I was up there. It right. was, and I went back to my seat after the dedication. I said, hmm. And then, coincidentally, I think I had to interview him. Okay. A couple, about a couple weeks later. And I just kind of, I just sat there and I just listened to him. I said, this is it. Wow. This is it. Orchestrated. Mm-hmm. This is it. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back again. And then I went back again. And then I found myself waking up looking forward to going back again. That's good. I said, okay. And it took me about a year. Right. A year, year and a half before, because I was back and forth between here and Savannah, of course, mm-hmm. taking care of my mom. So I wasn't home every weekend. Weekends were like, I'm out. Then I found myself, gosh, I want to go, go back home. Because I was in Savannah on the weekends. I right. was like, man, I want to go back. I want to go to this church. <laughs> And, I, and, I kept, and it kept, something kept gnawing at me. It had nothing to do with the, it just right. felt right. And I had, like I said, I had visited a lot of churches, right. but it felt right. And that was one of the, you know, best decisions of my life. And people had told me, nah, that, I'm like, mm-mm. But I've never been a person to listen to people. Right. You have to listen to your spirit. You got to listen to your spirit. And thank God, this is what I see in this community. People are listening to their spirits. Yeah, yeah. you have some people that they want a revolution. Right. And I understand. Yeah. Because, again, I, I'm i mad. Yeah. I'm angered. I also, I hear folks that are saying, let's work together. Yeah. Let's get justice. That's amazing. It is amazing. I have grown so much. A family member made a comment to me um, last year. That's why you in that little town, you know, because I, you know, I'm a major market radio personnel. Right. I was. I'm not one to sit back. I used to do this, and I was that. Right. I don't talk about it because that was then. Right. That was that season. Mm. I hung out with the star. I did all of that. Mm. Soul Train Awards and this award shows, and you know, rolling with folks and. 
when my family member said that, that's why you are where you are at. And put it in as a as like a like a put down. And first of all, I, I kind of and I smiled about it because I said, "You don't even get it. I'm where God want me to be." Yeah. See how you distinguish the seasons Ooh. as well. Ooh. I had to. She was still in that season mm-hmm. of your life mm-hmm. when you had moved on to a new season. A new season. And she couldn't understand your new season. Mm-mm. Because they're still in that old right. season. They Nug- have not moved. <laughs> Nugget. Understand the seasons. Understand where God is placing you and where he's putting you. Mm-hmm. Because people people that uh, try to hold on to you will hold on to old seasons. Absolutely. When you've already moved on. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, that's why we can't move on because we're still trying to pl- please people in old seasons. Absolutely. That we're not, no longer there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what I did? I looked at the person and I looked at the situation mm. and I looked where I was at. I looked, looked how I have grown. Look how I'm at peace. Mm. Look how I look around. Look how I live. I, I, yeah, I was a major market. Yeah. I made lots of money. I partied. I was miserable. Hmm. I was not that person that I am now. Now you're in a season of peace. I'm in a season of peace. I got peace of mind. If this would have happened to me then. You wouldn't be ready. I wouldn't be ready. I would have probably be ready to lose my mind. (laughs) You probably would have been moved. Okay. (laughs) Because first of all, you know, I was making lots of money and I was living a lifestyle too. Right. I wasn't saving the money that I was making. Exactly. Maturity level was not there. And not at all. And it's three times what I was making here. Wow. Three times what I was making in this town. And I have more hmm. now hmm. than I had when I was rolling out there. And can't explain it. I can't explain it. Look at God. One of my friends said to me, I don't know how you have been able to own your home and do this and drive like you drive. I mean, better now than I did then. Mm. You know, my pastor got the book because I did it God's way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm, I'm serious because I, you know, if I, and I, I think about it and I know we're, we're going to get back to talking more about Ahmad, but, you know, you just, we, 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 we stepped on this faith walk, this yeah. faith talk. Yeah. And this is what it is. Yeah. And I, and I know this community has that kind of faith. Yeah. And we're going to get justice. Yeah, exactly. You have to have faith. I mean, that's your, that's your foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, um, especially in, in the area that we're, all, that we're in, in the time that we're in, you got to have faith. I believe the mother of Ahmad, she, she had to have faith mm-hmm. to, uh, to know and believe that God was going to get justice. Right. She had to. She stayed strong for two months, mm-hmm. trusting that God's gonna get justice. Yeah, when I saw her, on, 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 when I saw Miss Cooper on uh, Good Morning America, mm-hmm. and I saw I saw her strength. Yeah, she's a strong lady. Yeah, I admire her. I admire her strength. Yeah, you know. And when the reporter asked, "Did you see the video?" she said, "No, no. I don't. I don't need to see it." Mm. I admire that woman. I admire her family. Yeah. I admire Thea. Shout out to you, girl. Yeah. The tenacity. Not once did they lash out. Nope. Nope. They stop. They stay calm in the midst of a storm. I saw the tears. 
I saw pain, but I saw strength. So I've had time to just sit back and just really, really take all of this in. Yeah. You know, and just, and, and, and again, I, I saw the strength of Scott Rifen, my ex-boss, to actually release this video. Yeah. Knowing who your base is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing him. I see him, you know, I like I said, I always know he was a good dude. Right. But dang. Yeah. Because I know the power of radio and I know who your listeners are. This is what I've been doing for 37 years. Right. And I'll, trust me, a lot of them were like, what did you do? In fact, he said this morning, you know, there are family members that have disowned him for doing the right thing. Wow. I'm proud of him. And I text him. I said, I'm so proud of you. And he said, that means a lot to me, yo. I had no other choice. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you have to, you you know, we, we grow up knowing what's, you know, what's right mm-hmm. and what's wrong. And regardless if, you know, we try to hide that or cover it up, at the end of the day, it's got to pierce your heart. Humanity, mm-hmm. your, your human side, it's got to be pierced that this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, I applaud that. Absolutely, absolutely. So I know we, we, we just got right into it. We dived into it. It's not our <laughs> usual show that you start out with this because I mean this is with the this is the climate sitting here holding it. Yeah. And and unfortunately that, you know, his birthday is today. Yes. And Mother's Day is Sunday. Oh my god. And so, you know, we have a mother that has to deal with all of this while going through mm-hmm. all of this. With so much peace about her. Right. If you see her in interviews, so much peace mm-hmm. about her. You know, that's what I, I loved about uh, her posture. Right. There was so much peace. She may not understand what's going on. There may be some confusion, but there is so much peace about her when you see her. Mm-hmm. I think, and I'm just putting it out here, this is just me, but I just think... That street need to be named Ahmad Arbery Way. Go ahead and put it on out there. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> because fighting for his life, yeah. he changed the way this community is ever going to be. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or ever going to be looked at again. He's put a spotlight on celebrities, too. Yes, athletes. Athletes, the vice. Uh, the conversation is different at the dinner table. That's good. So, yes, Ahmad needs to be celebrated. This is his 26th birthday, and he's not here to celebrate it with his family, with his mom, with his dad. You know, it's amazing that, you know, when tragedy happens, it, it, it brings it brings about a spark or a change. Mm-hmm. And, and this, you know, rather um, bad or good, like you said, it brings about the conversation. Right. Because so many times we try to cover it up, mm-hmm. we try to hide it and act like it don't exist. But right now, you have to have that talk. You have to have that talk. You have to have that talk with your child. You have to have that talk, even if it's a private conversation between your spouse or your, you know, or your loved ones. But there has to be some communication that because um, if if it's not addressed, it's like the, you know, like everything else, we sweep it under the rug like mm-hmm. it don't exist. And like they tried to sweep it under the rug for two months. Two months, my God. And then try to justify it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know. God touches somebody's heart mm-hmm. to say, listen, 
this is this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then now the cover is exposed, and now the conversation's got to start. Exactly. Whether negative, whether good or bad, it's sparking some kind of conversation. Absolutely. There's one thing I do have to say, and and I really really want my people to to get this. We have to vote. Definitely. If anything has told you that you can't vote, this is here. Because the people in power that covered this up yeah. was elected in there. <laughs> you know why? Because we didn't vote. We didn't vote. <laughs> we didn't vote. Get educated on who's running. Locally. Locally. Lo- I, we know who's running for the president. Yeah. We know who runs for governor. Yeah. Now you need to know your commissioners, yeah. your DAs, your sheriffs. Exactly. You know, last uh, when I was on the radio last year, when we last election, um, like when Perry was running, eight point one percent of the people in the city came out and vote, and I was so upset. Wow. I was so upset. Are you gonna tell me in a city only eight point one percent of people gonna come out and vote? Yeah. And I, was, and I said, you know, something's going to happen in the community that's going to wake us up. Yeah. People have died for that right. So when you tell me I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat, I don't believe in the judicial process. Really? Yeah. You want them fired now. Yeah. You want them to be pressed charges on them now. Yeah. That's the judicial process. <laughs> you have that power. You have that power. Your vote is your voice. I've been saying that for years. Your vote is your voice. That's a power that you have been given. Exactly. Use it. And don't allow this virus to stop you. You can get your ballot. Yeah. You can get your absentee ballot and send it out. In fact, the 11th is the last day to register for the primary. If you are not a registered voter, please go online now. Get your ballots. Get out here. Get registered to vote. Yeah, I don't think we most of the time don't realize the power that we have. No. And if no. and if they really realize, uh, even with the 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 march and the walk, mm-hmm. how much power they had mm. to to change uh, or make make what was wrong right. Exactly. You have that same power with your voting. You gotta you got you know go on the computer see who's running. Like you said, don't just. Don't just look at your presidency, but look at your local. Exactly. Your district, who's running. Know who they are. Stay in their face. <laughs> if things are not going the way you want in the, in the neighborhood, yeah. you use your officials. Now, I got to I gotta get one of the city commissioners, uh, Felicia Harris. They started yeah. this, uh, this neighborhood program over in College Park and Magnolia Park. Because, you know, there's always flooding over right. there. Right. I've been I've been to a couple of their meetings and that's the only way you're going to get things done in your neighborhood. So stop looking at, oh, you know, it's the no look in your community, how you can fix it and how you fix it is who you vote for to represent your community. Not only are we sad and we're angry over Ahmad's death. Now, what do you do about it? Exactly. This is how change comes. This is how you change. This is it. Hmm. Let's use this as a teaching moment. Exactly. Exactly. It's an evolution. It's a level playing field. Exactly. And you have a power you can use. Exactly. And that's called a vote. Vote. 
Don't allow them to make you feel less than. Don't allow them to make you uh, feel like you have to dummy down who you are. You have power. You have power to vote. And that's going to that ballot. That's registering to vote. Young people. Please. You 18 years old. I've been voting since I was 18 years old. Yeah, me too. Me being from New York, I know most kids, they can't wait to get their driver's license. I ain't mad at y'all. We had the bus and train. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't like, I wasn't tripping about that. Right. I was excited about the fact that I was going to turn 18 years old and I was going to be able to vote. <laughs> and then I moved to Miami and I'm like, oh, I need, I, need, I need a driver's license. You mean I got to drive? <laughs> I found that out the hard way. Oh, I got to drive. <laughs> when I got to Miami, I couldn't drive. And then I was like, oh my God, I got to drive. <laughs> I'm scared. But That's funny. I, I know. <laughs> That's a culture shock. It man. was a culture shock. Cause I mean, you know what made me really go out to drive? I was in college in Miami and I had just got there, registered for school, and I was taking the bus. And the bus came once an hour. You know, I'm from New York. It's going. It's good. It's going back and forth. You got the E to F train, the Q2, the this and that, the Q4. You know, you going you gonna get to where you're gonna go. If not, you can jump in a cab, you can do this. But it was just one bus coming an hour. And I never forget. I was running to the bus. I was running late, got to the bus, and the man pulled off. <laughs> I was right there. And the man pulled off. Oh, he saw me running. He probably did. He did. <laughs> and he pulled off. Wow. I was so done. <laughs> I came home. I told my mother. I'm getting out of this hellhole. I'm going back to New York. And she's like, where are you going? I said, out of here. Well, I can catch me a bus and a train and go about my life. Oh, man. She said, what you really need to do is learn how to drive. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I did. I, 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 I went to driving school, actually. Wow. And I got my license. The man said, you can drive. You're just scared. Because in New York, they drive crazy. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. So when I, and once I learned to drive, I was it. I was done. I was good. Wow. Yeah, but it, it was a culture shock for me. I can imagine. I, it was really, really a culture <laughs> shock. But that's what forced me to drive. And people can't believe, what age did you get your license? I was like 21. Wow. I know. I know. I got my license late. <laughs> I think the I think I was a little bit older than 21, 21, 22. I mean, but look what you had in New York. Yeah. We didn't have to. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're not going to drive into the city. You know how much it costs to park a car in the city? Jeez. I mean, we lived in Queens and we we had a car. My mom drove. Right. But it was just, you know, it was not something that was like on the top of my list. Right. Exactly. Not when you have all that other the mm-hmm. options. Yeah, but then I came I came down south and was like, okay, <laughs> let's learn how to drive. And then once I started driving, shoot, I started hanging. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I needed not to learn. But anyways, oh, but you know, it, it, teachable. This is right. a teachable time. Yeah. And I just really, really want folks to use this time to really get out here and register to vote. Right. Use your voice. And come together as this community and continue to pray and let our leaders do what they have to do. Exactly. They have all come together, black, white, all together. They're working together to get justice. And we want cohesiveness in this community. We don't want, I mean, we're already on the spotlight. Yeah, we don't need, we don't need a lot of division. No. Let's come together. No, no. 
that that that's done. We yeah. already we see what division can do. Yeah. We see what that mindset can do. Yeah. People end up hurt. Either you you know you stand for something or you fall for any. No yeah. no we don't yeah. need no more bloodshed. Yeah. We don't need nobody to lose their lives. Yeah. We we don't need that. That stand in love and unity. Absolutely, it wins all the time. All the time. And all the time. So you know, and that's what God is trying to tell us. He didn't he didn't bring all of this out for just for a joke. Exactly. He wanted to show us something. So with that being said, Pastor, I'm going to let you uh, pray us up and just give us your words of thought as we wrap up. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just be encouraged, uh, especially in this time for our city, for our community. Um, Let's just be together in love. Let's walk in unity, um, not in division. Um, There is no no, uh, big U's, little I's. Let's just all stand together, stand in hope, stand in love. And, and trust in our process and, and, and watch God bring about a change. Um, let's pray. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you on today. God, we bless you and honor you, God, yes. for another day, a day that we will never see again, but a great opportunity to bring about a change in our life and yes. our community and our cities and our government. God, shift us, God, like never before. Yes, God, rearrange our minds, rearrange our thinking, God. Give us a more positive attitude about life, God, understanding that you have everything under control. Yes, God, let us stand on this thing of faith, God, trusting you in everything, not just some, but all things, God. God, putting the past behind us and allowing us to walk closely with you. Yes, God, God, we just thank you for your love. Because your Bible says it's not the fact that we love you, but it is the fact that you love us. So thank you for loving us and giving us another opportunity. So God, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We give you our all on today. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. I run with Maud. Amen. Amen.
Everybody wants to 